I've been having trouble with time lately. But I must have been thinking about her even before Tyler said anything. Would you tell her to sit down? Tyler hisses. He's squinting through the eyepiece of the camera that we've signed out from the AV department supply closet. It's a 16 millimeter, so it's not like there was a waiting list or anything. I'm not even sure they'd notice if we forgot to bring it back. In fact, it's possible Tyler's not planning to bring it back. Pretty soon they're going to be collector's items. I wonder what one would go for on eBay. A lot, I bet. What? I whisper back. Her. That girl. She's blocking the shot. What girl? I crane my neck, looking, and the hair on my arms rises. At first, I don't see who he means. It's too crowded, and I'm too far back in the corner. Her. Look. Tyler gestures for me to come look with an impatient crook of his finger. The room we're in is not much bigger than my bedroom back home, and crossing it without accidentally groping somebody is going to be tough. It's packed with, like, 20 people, all milling around and turning off their cell phones and moving folding chairs to get close to the table in the center. Red velvet curtains cover the walls. It should be bright, because the picture window faces the Bowery, but the window has a velvet curtain too. Even the glass door to the townhouse's stairwell is taped over with black construction paper. There's a cash register on a counter off to the side, one of those antique ones that rings when the drawer opens. And there's a door to nowhere behind the cash register, behind a plastic potted plant. That's where Tyler's set up the tripod. The only light in the room comes from candles, making everything hazy. A few candles drip from sconces on the wall, too. Other than that, and a cheap oriental carpet latticed with moth holes, there's not much going on. I don't know what Tyler thinks is going to happen. We're each supposed to make our own short film to screen in summer school workshop, and Tyler's determined to produce some masterpiece of filmic experimentation that will explode narrative convention and reframe visual media for a new generation. Or else he just thinks using Jurassic format will get him an easy A. I don't know. I pull the headphones off my ears and nest the boom mic against the wall behind where I'm standing, in the corner farthest from the door. I'm worried something's going to happen to the equipment and Tyler will find a way to make me pay for it, which I cannot, under any circumstances, afford. I'm disentangling myself from headphone cords and everything and accidentally bump the back of some woman's head with my elbow. She turns around in her seat and glares at me. Sorry, I mouth at her. I keep one eye on the microphone, as if staring hard at it will prevent it from falling over, as I edge around to where Tyler's waiting. The air in here has the gross, wet summer feeling of too many people all breathing in a room with no air conditioning. My hair is slick with sweat. I can feel the dampness in my armpits too, a fetid droplet trickling every so often down my side. I really hope I don't smell. I didn't start wearing deodorant till sophomore year of high school when one of the coaches pulled me aside for a talk so mortifying, I don't know if I'll ever get over it. It's a more diverse group than I'd expected in this room. Mom types in khakis, a couple of panhandler guys in army surplus jackets and weedy beards, a girl with tattoos snaking around her neck and straight 1950s bangs, and at least one guy in a suit, like a banker. There's a black guy in a ranger's jersey and saggy jeans. One really young girl with a hard, gelled ponytail 
here with her baby. I'm surprised she'd want to bring a baby here, but there's no telling with people sometimes. Some of them exude the sharp, pickled smell that people get when they've been drinking for a very, very long time. I'm climbing monkey-like around the room, trying and failing not to get in everybody's way, and the woman sitting in the middle, who owns the place, gives me a sour look because I'm being so disruptive. The angle should be fine from where you are, I whisper to Tyler when I reach his corner. Yeah, no kidding, but she's completely blocking the shot. Tyler pops a stick of gum in his mouth, which he does whenever he wants a cigarette but can't have one, or so he says. I don't think he really smokes. We're going to begin, the woman in the turban intones, and all the people start settling down and putting their phones away. The camera's on a tripod, angled down over the circle of heads right at the center of the table. The table itself is like a folding card table, but everyone's crowded around it, so at least a dozen pairs of hands are resting there. It's covered in a black velvet cloth, and between the knotted fingers are a couple of crystals, one polished glass ball that looks like a big paperweight, a plastic indicator pointer thing from a Ouija board, a dish of incense, and some tea lights. The incense is smoking, hanging a haze over everything, like the smoke that drifts after Fourth of July fireworks. It's a total fire trap in here. I don't know why I agreed to come, but Tyler was dead set on getting footage of a seance for his workshop film. I don't know why we couldn't have just staged one with some kids from our dorm. That would have been easier. And he's not a documentarian anyway. Not like me.